0: well the intellectual understanding maybe that's that's like because the first the message usually goes through that first mail slot which is understanding intellectual understanding yes mm-hmm. so Some, that's sometimes the only way it can get through so the, and the envelope you may understand the writing on the envelope yeah but the real message is inside when you see nothing in there the nothingness is the message Yes? The writing on the thing is what attracts you. You think it's to you. But see, when there's a talk going on, people said this to my friend in uh, L.A. who sits at the desk, sits at the back of the room. And he said they said to him, a lot of people, I don't understand what this guy's saying. It goes over my head, yeah? So then he asked me about it, and I said, that's exactly where we're aiming. The message is going... We're not aiming the message at you. We're aiming the message up there. Yeah? We're aiming the message at Big M Mind, because if Big M Mind gets the message, it's going to look at you in a different way. If you get the message, you're going to neuter the message of the Big M Mind. Yeah? So this message is never for you. It's actually for mind about you. Yeah? <laughs> it's not, this message isn't you about mind. That's not going to do any good. It's about, it's to mind about you. Yeah? Because when mind starts entertaining things about you, something creeps in which is beautiful. One little letter in the English language which is a. Uh. So now it's now a uh, you. Yeah? Not you, a uh, you. And then you'll see there's a lot a lot of, lot of. Models of uh, you. Yeah? And each model of uh, you, you'll watch what it does. Once the you, once the A drops off and it's you, then suddenly you're, there's a ceremony where you're coronated as me. Yeah? And then you're fucked. <laughs> right there. <laughs> it's as simple as that. So we're taking it backwards. All right. We're not talking to me. We're not talking to you. We're not talking. We're talking to mind about a you. When the mind says, realizes it's not a you, what happens? The platform for the me drops completely. The me can't find any traction. Yes? Now life starts to be seen as it's just happening, and you have vague memories of having that happen quite a lot when you were younger. And then qualities that used to be available, that don't seem to be available for a while, wonder and awe become more frequent. Then you start seeing the choreography of events, and you start seeing the invitation everywhere. It isn't suddenly a new crop just showed up. You have new eyes to see and new ears to hear. You're seeing the exact same thing, but what you see in it is totally different. And then you realize a lot of things with no thought or effort. You realize what's looking is what you have been looking for. And if you hear it that way, St. Francis presented it, it negates the you that's looking for. It says what's looking is what you and I are looking for. What would that do to you if you heard that clearly? If what's looking is heard clearly, that you and I, is that's what we're looking for, wouldn't the looking for stop through the you and I? If what you're looking for is what's looking? But how the mental state takes it is, it's you and I are looking for a what's looking. And now what's looking gets objectified and it becomes a journey, a spiritual journey. We're going to arrive at what's looking. And I hope I arrive there before you so I can play it on you. You know, I am the only I am much clearer than you, Monique. I arrived at What's Looking way before you've arrived, and you know you should look at your program. You've got to up the meditation. You've got to do a lot of freaking work because what's looking is moving seemingly all the time farther and farther away from you. That goes on and on and on and on and on. As long as the you and I is emphasized, what looking gets objectified. When what looking, what's looking is the first statement, it negates the false subject. Do you see it? You and I are are looking for a what's looking. What's looking is now objectified to us as false subjects. St. Francis switched it. He says, what's looking is what you are looking for. So now what's looking is the subjectivity, and then you see the falseness of the you and I that's looking for. That's getting it. How long does it take? No freaking time. How much vigilance vigilance does it take? None. Do you have to maintain its condition? It maintains itself. Isn't there a lot of thought and effort involved? None. Whatsoever. Is your basic experience of living, which is consciousness and contact, is it's demonstrating any thought or effort right now? How are you working to see right now? You may be, if your eyes are bad, but it's not what's seeing. Do you feel like you're running out of, I can't see another fucking thing? Now that may be a statement your head is, but if your eyes are open, you're going to see millions of things. Yeah? You're going to hear sounds that you never chose to hear because consciousness become is before you. you're an afterthought. The consciousness is what's here. Consciousness is experiencing life. We're an afterthought saying we as a body are the experiencer. we as the body are a seer. we as the body are the hearing. We are the, as the body is the feeler. It's totally bogus. Ramana Maharshi explains it beautifully by the statement, a presupposing of a non-existent thing, Wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. It could also be wanting to get a baloney sandwich for the non-existent thing. Wanting to get a new pair of pants for the non-existent thing. Wanting to get a girlfriend for the non-existent thing. Wanting to get a boyfriend for the non-existent thing. So on and so forth. It sounds great to try to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend for an existent thing, but what happens if you're a non-existent thing? If your life is totally based on living for a non-existent thing, I would say you're a little bit off. There needs to be a little correction. Yeah, You need to have the horse in front of the cart instead of behind the cart. So the presupposing, watch it. This, this, this describes the whole thought system. This is exactly what's happening. The thought system is presupposing you as a body are what exists it's writing the script and it's excluding consciousness as the biggest player and it makes consciousness an attribute you may or may not have as the non-existent thing don't you think you don't you feel like you're conscious and then when you go to a meditation retreat you feel more conscious and then when you go back to work you feel less conscious And when you show anger, you're definitely less conscious. When you feel compassion, you're definitely more conscious. When you're at a stream or river, you're more conscious. When you're in traffic, you're less conscious. And when you feel less conscious, you feel guilty about being less conscious because you feel like you should be more conscious. Yeah? And then it's worse if someone seems to be more conscious than you. That really puts a fire on your ass to do more shit because I definitely can't be less conscious than Adam. i got to fucking get on with it. But in fact, we're talking like something is in the commerce that we can exchange and trade and, and like stocks. We're talking about our inherent state as if it's a commodity that we or we have or don't have. That's the selfing. thing. The selfing is the presupposing of a body as being before consciousness. And if you don't believe it, listen to how you say you're conscious. You say I'm conscious that there you perceive the consciousness. In other, or the clearer way would be I'm conscious of a you. That would be the clearest way. Yeah, there's consciousness of a you. But then, when the you takes, when it, when it gets to the level of being me, now it's me that's conscious. You see? You see the little shifteroo? That's what it's doing. That's what it's, the statement is so beautiful by the word it uses, presuppose. So, the supposing is just you're supposing something. Hey, I suppose I'm a non existent thing. Yeah? All right, so let's say the mind buys that. As soon as the mind buys it, it presupposes itself prior to consciousness. You now think you're the scene as a body. You now think you're the one who's thinking. You think you're the one that's feeling. You think you're the one that's hearing. You definitely think you're the one that's doing actions. Most definitely. Yeah? And therefore, as soon as you're the scene the seeing has a huge effect on you. What seen has an effect on you? When you're the hearer, what you hear has an effect on you. When you're the doer, your actions have a huge effect on you. this understanding will do you no good, but the feeling that it produces in a room will do you good. The sense of the energetic imprint will last a lot longer than the words will, a whole lot longer, because it's an imprint, when it's imprinted on big and mind, the mind will recognize itself, which is worth more than a thousand scriptures. It's worth more than a thousand mantras and repetitions of prayers when the mind itself recognizes itself not through being a body but bodiless when it sees that it precedes everything it's not an afterthought things change as if this may nothing may change at all out here but that which is here will change here will be dominant what's not happening will lose power yeah? You will see the past as absolutely nothing going on. And you'll see the future as a possibility. And you'll be rooted in the present because there's no fucking way you could be out of it. I was just went to a place and this lady was there. And the lady who was working with her said, Paul, would you say something this way? I said, hello, you know. But then, no, can you talk to her? All right. She believes she can leave her body by thinking. I said, yeah, look at the surveillance tapes. I said, I'm here, I see you right now as a body. I Try to leave right now. Start thinking, all right, think about the past. You haven't left yet. <laughs> she was giving a belief to something that can't produce an effect. How could we allow what's not happening to override what's happening? How could that, how could, how, we can't, that's the good news, we can't, we can only believe it to be so, it cannot be so, that's the good news, if this was a solution that had to be produced, there'd be a lot of chance involved, but the solution, the solution informs you there is no real problem. The only thing the mental state can do is present a seemingly so. It presents an advertising to us, and if we believe it, it can seem to be so, because seemingly means it it appears to be true or false to us. In other words, the world isn't real and imposing its conditions on our condition. We're real dreaming it. And we forget that we're the dreaming, like the Course would say, you and I are the dreaming of this dream. We forget that we're dreaming. What condition could make that seem to be so, being identified as the dreamt? You take yourself to be a body. You believe the body is what's doing consciousness. You think the eyes are seeing. You think the ears are hearing. Or you think this imaginary you, a body within a body, is doing it all. Yes? We dream it. We, be, we identify as the dreamt, and in this condition, as the dreamt, everything we're dreaming has the ability to affect us now. All the thoughts we're dreaming, now one thought can ruin your day. If it's preceded by MY, if it's preceded as my thought or about you, it has the power to ruin a day. One thought, one feeling can be the heralding of a lifelong depression you're entering. One freaking healing, feeling, interpreted can can produce a story that is going to last forever. That's power. We are incredibly powerful. We're making shit out of nothing all day. You don't see the power in that? You don't see that you could have a five... Door experience overridden by an imaginary state. Like constantly. By thinking about the past, we lose all contact with seeing, feeling, tasting, touching, and smelling. And we live in an interpretation. That's slavery. To have to be here and yet be defined by yesterday and tomorrow all day, that's slavery. For the mental state to be the God, the God that rules over all the gods you make up, there's a solution. You're it. Not as a body, not as a heroic figure, but as what we are, awareness. Our field doesn't stop behind the cheekbone. We're not defined by a skeleton, a body. We're mind, incredibly spacious, brilliant mind. Do you think serenity comes to you through conditions in your life? Or is it brought back into life by you out of what you are peace is of mind there's no peace in the world unless there's peace of mind peace of mind it's a quality of mind it's not peace in mind there is no peace in the mental state none The mental state is based on agitation. It's based on desire. You're seeking to become something you don't believe you are, and you're seeking to unbecome something you believe you are. That's all it's doing all day. And then there's all the yapping, all the thought system is doing one one job and one job alone, reinforcing, implying, assuming, presupposing that you're a non-existent thing, that you're a body as the Alpha and the Omega, and consciousness becomes something that you do. How are you going to meet yourself with yourself? How are you going to use consciousness to meet consciousness when you are consciousness? It falls under the same category of Hawaiian Poe saying you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use consciousness to seek consciousness. You can't study consciousness. You can only be conscious. It's not about knowing. It's about being. Everything in this room is about knowing. I can know that couch. I can know Grace. I can know Monique. I can know this tripod. I can know this tea. I can know this thing. I can know a thing. I can't know is what's knowing. I cannot know what's knowing everything else. I cannot know what's knowing everything else. I cannot experience what I am. But what I am can influence all the experiences here. But I can never experience it. I would have to be something else to experience what I am. And the only reason why we're trying to experience what we are is we're taking ourselves to be something that we're not. We think we're a long lasting independent separate entity. We think we have private thoughts. We think our consciousness is defined by a body. We think your consciousness is different than my consciousness. We put partitions and borders and perforated lines where there aren't any. And we made a game board out of space. And we think we're some of us are ahead and some of us are behind. Someone's stuck in go-to-jail. Someone's on Baltic Place. Someone's at boardwalk. We think one's better, one's worse. At, at the end of the day, nothing ever happened. Everything is happening here. There's verbing, verbing, verbing that never culminates into anything. We are complete. Being is not in a process of becoming being. It's in a process of expressing being. (laughs) It takes no time to be, because you are. You don't need to remember being, because you've never not been being. You don't have to go a special place to get in touch with being. Wherever you are is a special place, because you're being. Does the being express any thought or effort? Does it? Does it? Do you, are you exhausted being? You're exhausted thinking, you're exhausted walking, you're exhausted running, you're exhausted working, but you're never exhausted being. <laughs> <laughs> Why, wouldn't, why do you want to make it so fucking hard? That which wants to make it hard isn't you. Why do you want it to be defined? Why do you want to play the rules that it's made up? You can negate the whole game. It's a simple invitation. I have total faith in mine. this is just offering just a, you've been served the spiritual subpoena yeah you'll be called to the court of light where all your seeming transgressions are annulled. you're not beholden to any fucking mistake that your mental state makes into a sin. trying to hear the clock are you the ticking do you hear if you sense feel a vibration going on did you beckon it did you provoke it Mm -hmm. conscious contact is seamless there's no point where this thing that is in contact is so and the consciousness is not so. It's all one event. The seer and the seen are the same event. It's just a mental distinction. It's all seeing. It's all feeling. It's all tasting. It's all touching. It's all smelling. But there's no smeller, taster, toucher, feeler, thinker, none of it. We're looking for something, that's why we're missing it. It's not a thing that you're looking for and it's definitely not a thing you're looking from. surely not it. You'll recognize it. A verb will recognize a verb. The false man will never fucking see it. question. If you're worried about next week, ask who is it that's worried about next week. Has no opinion. Should you or shouldn't you be worried? That's all superfluous. That's like the mental minutiae that gets produced as soon as you engage with it. Don't even engage with it. Ask who it is that's worrying next week. Find out if it's you. Are you concerned if Stanley's worrying about next week? No. Not no fucking way. You're only concerned that it's you because maybe you think you shouldn't be worrying about next week. You've been on 25 retreats. You should be over worrying about next week. You know how how, you know how to be in the moment. Why the hell am I not in the moment? I know how to be in the moment. No, you fucking don't know. What you know is how to be out of a moment. What you are is being the moment. You're not going to get knowledge. You're not going to come to being through knowledge. You're not going to know yourself into being. All the best knowledge is about what you're not. When you learn about what you're not, it will distill into I'm not that, and maybe you'll trip over the beingness you've always been. Maybe it will become fucking obvious for once that you've constantly been awake with no effort or thought Ever. And then here in this little parody, you'll be seemingly awake to being awake. The sleep to it or the being awake to it doesn't change the fact that we're all inherently awake. You wouldn't have the, you wouldn't be able to see the thought that says you're not awake without being awake. (laughs) You couldn't entertain not being awake unless you were awake. (laughs) None of it would ever, would ever happen without awakeness. It's a simple invitation to me. It saves you time and fucking effort. And maybe you don't want to go on another retreat. You yeah? know, maybe you know. Maybe you'll find that you're okay going or not going. Yeah, you're okay when you're there or not there. And maybe he'll start dawning you, the seeker is the sort. Yeah? It would be insane if you're the sort to seek, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be redundant if you're the sort to seek the sort? <laughs> it just doesn't make sense, does it? using the Buddha to seek the Buddha, using the light to seek light, using being to be to define being. There's a book. We went to a bookstore. I speak at one. I'm not going to anymore after this topic, this comment. But uh, there's a New Age bookstore, and there was... All these books around the desk, and there was a. I was looking at someone, and there was a book on consciousness, 900 pages on, on consciousness. Unbelievable. Yet you're a conscious. Wouldn't it seem to be a step down to know consciousness if you are conscious? <laughs> I think there's a huge difference between knowing something and being something. Yeah. Knowing something proves the fact that there was an unknowing and also produces the possibility that you can lose the knowing. But being doesn't have any anti. It just is. You can't lose what you don't have. You can't be worried about something that you haven't acquired. (laughs) It's your inherent state. You don't believe it? Drop everyone down. Everyone right now is seeing... Right now, the eyes may be different color, the face that it seems to be in is different, but the seeing is exactly the same. Exactly. And that has never shown any effort or any thought in any of us. None. How can we think that thought and effort would bring us back to where we already are? Unless, unless you're in everywhere and you believe you're powerful enough to make it a special somewhere in everywhere so that you could actually go and have an experience of everywhere and rush back into your special somewhere and then have another taste of everywhere and then rush back in. That's an impossibility. There's no special somewhere in everywhere. It'd be everywhere. Doesn't it dawn on you? If you remove the periods of these scriptures, when you read something like, you know, you're the dreaming of the dream, and you're forgetting that you're dreaming this dream, and in that state, you give everything you're dreaming the power to affect you, don't stop there. Take the period away and entertain that. Let it see what, not what it's going to inform you of, but what the mind will inform you of, Yeah? Let the mind receive that and entertain it and see what it does. It can produce an avalanche of download with the simplest, smallest sentence of you're not that. It's best to be unprepared. You don't have to become prepared to know this. You're being it. You don't see the difference between knowing and being? Every one of us is being right now. It's this obvious hell. And some of us are wanting to know more than others. Yeah. But that we actually the emphasis is usually on the knowing and the being is is de emphasized. That's why it's not obvious to us. We have to lose, we have to become unenamored of all that we're not, and then the obviousness of what you are is truly emblazoned by seeing what you're not. You see the activities that you used to look at from. You'd be looking from, as a product of the activities, that which you can see. Nothing's changed. You've always been here. You just thought you were there. When it dawns on you, it's always going to download the same thing. It's always been this way. Nothing ever happened. (laughs) It's really that simple. When it dawns on you, it isn't like, oh, this was real, 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 real. And suddenly, no, it dawns and it tells you it's never not, it's never this sense of that has never not been so. It never was not so. It never will be not so. It's always been this way. It just seemed to it to be that way. It was appearing to it to be true. Now, it's not appearing to be true to what's true. The what's true never lost its trueness. It just thought something else was true. Suddenly it realizes it's not. Yeah? It doesn't suddenly become true. It has been true the whole time. It's like the story we used last night with the woman with the necklace. She has this necklace on and then she loses the necklace, thinks she loses it, and she goes, sees a lot of people, can you help me find my necklace? So some people go, yes, I'll charge you $50 an hour, and it may take about a year or two, but I think I can, I can promise that we'll find your necklace. So she goes, okay, please help me find my necklace. And then suddenly, some guy comes up to her, some woman comes up to her and says, it's on your neck. And so her hand goes up there and she feels the necklace. Yeah. So obviously it was always there. Yeah. It had never gone anywhere. But when she meets her new friends, what's how she talks about it is, I found my lost necklace. And while she thought it was lost, she was miserable. And when she thinks she's found it, she's happy. But in fact, it was always there. So it was her not knowing that, her believing that it was missing, that allowed the misery to seem to be real. And then when she f- believed that it was found, the misery was gone, but the misery had no platform to thrive on, other than her. Her believing that she had lost the necklace, which what, which uh, was what allowed the misery to take expression. Once she says, I found it, The the joy comes back. But the joy didn't have to ever leave because the necklace was never lost nor found. That's That's our condition. We're acting as if we've lost the being and we're believing that if we know enough and we do enough and we have enough, we can reclaim that which we've lost. But someone comes to you and points out to you, hey, it's right around your neck. Someone could act like they're blind. They can't see anything. They can. It's unbelievable. And you go, hey, bro, you're wearing a pair of glasses. They never went up and touched. They believed it was their eyes. So they never really felt around. As soon as they feel it, and they feel it's a glass, it's a foreign installment, what's the next thing they enter- they can entertain? I can take them off. We have the old story of the guy with the tumor. He gets a tumor. He has a big tumor on the side of his body. And he just assumes it's him. So he has to, he starts accommodating his life with this big tumor. So he goes to a tailor, and they tailor all his shirts to let this tumor stick out. He's got a nice leather jacket with this big thing. And he uses it for like an armrest driving. And he goes on an internet site, a really weird one, women with tumors. And he's looking around, and he finds a woman with a tumor on the right side so they can both meet when they're walking together. Yes, and rub little tumors. So they're going out, and he's got a light with her and he's got all their their bed is accommodating they have a little hole for the tumor when they lay on their side and then someone comes and says hey bro you could get that cut off and he's what you would think you would immediately go yeah oh fantastic but no he, he his mental state brings up all the money he paid for those fucking Italian shirts I'm gonna lose my tumor girlfriend what about that jacket my armrest. See? This is what happens. You take something to be so that's never investigated, and then it's all accommodating it. Accommodating it to the point where it tells us to go look at, look for itself. To look for yourself. And there's tons of spiritual business that will comply with that wish. And you'll be busy all weekend looking for yourself when you're being yourself at the exact moment you think you're looking for it. <laughs> it's like the greatest way to hide it is right in, right in, right in openness. Because the, the looking for it will, be, will blind you to what's looking. It's like the old story with the, you know, you, here's the message, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. That's what I thought, that's all you needed to do at first. But then I realized, you've got to be a fucking ear doctor, because you've got to go and he, see how people hear it, because people are identified as a sheep. So when they hear the message, you're a lion, they're like, oh, I love this message. And it's, you're a lion, you're a lion, and then it hits the ear, and then suddenly it gets turned into, I can become like a lion. That's not the message. yeah. You have the truth your truth. I can know the truth. No, that's not the message. That would be too long of a process. You're being it. As Ramana Maharshi did, cut the whole spiritual journey down. He says, to know God is to be God. To know, is, to know what you are is to be what you are. It's not, you don't go into intermediary states. To know what you are is to be, in my case, is to know what you're not is to be what you are. To know what you're not is to be what you are. You're the seeing of what you're not. You're not the seer of what you're not. You're the seeing of what you're not. Wouldn't it be great if you went on the treat starting from the premise that you're totally okay? And that you're making up a reason why you're going, but basically you're just going. It's no big story needed. You make one up, yeah? But you're content and satisfied right now. And so I had this happen. I remember when I was first year in recovery, this lady took me to a uh, uh, one of those uh, in Native American Indian ceremonies. A sweat, yeah? And it was a sweat held in this beautiful mountain in Northern California called Mount Shasta where they have a huge business of crystals and everything and they believe the ascended masters live in this cloud and inside this mountain. You know, St. Germain and all these people. yeah. Mm -hmm. So she brings me to this thing and... It's like the biggest sweat of the year for all the people who are into sweats. People are driving on motorcycles. To, oh, that's Biff! And he comes with the hair, and they have the Oklahoman Indian, and they build the sweat lodges. And you go in there, and there's a big pit, and they have these rocks, and it's super hot. And this Indian starts throwing water and herbs on it, and it fucking gets super hot, which I'd never been in. And I was I was I got in there, and I was standing up, i didn't know that heat rises and everyone else was sitting down and i couldn't sit down there was no room so i had to stand up and it was like i was on a subway to hell It was burning here my nose my ear and I'm like, fucking open the flap. I'm just fucking, but I want to save my face, my spiritual face. I'm not running out in the middle of the sweat because everyone will go, that's the guy who ran out. <laughs> middle, I'd rather die. I'd rather get fried in here. I'm not letting go. So I'm holding on. I'm going, please end this <laughs> Do not throw any more water on it. So finally they stop and everyone rushes out and goes into the stream and you get rushed out. You know, and it's great. And then you go back in. In. I'm thinking I'm a little smarter. I sit right next to the flap, <laughs> and every wave I'm like this. I'm like, I hear the hiss, and I'm going, like, and a wave of heat. And I'm like fucking taking it. I took it for two days. I leave right. Years later, something happened along the way. My friends were getting into this Native American sweat, and all white guys, yeah, and they bring this Oklahoma Indian, another one, to their backyard, and they built the thing, and he asked me to come with them, and I said, sure, I'll go, and they had food and a cooler of drinks, and we all go in to the, you know, into the tent, whatever, and it starts getting hot, and they're praying, and they're doing this, and I feel this sensation, I'm hot, and I get right up and leave. <laughs> I go outside, I got all the drinks, the food, stars are out, moon, they're yo- they're moaning and praying, I'm sitting there drinking, blah 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 eating. <laughs> what happened? I came to my fucking senses. Yes? It was hot, hit the road. <laughs> that was it. What happened? I would have stayed there forever. Now suddenly I get up. As soon as I, oh, this is uncomfortable, (laughs) leave. (laughs) I wasn't penalized. I didn't lose anything. I was seeing when I walked in there. I was seeing when I was walking out. I was seeing outside. Nothing got disturbed. The mental state, maybe, but not what I am. Don't you see it? It's proven itself constantly. You go to sleep every night, don't you? Isn't everything freaking forgotten? Don't you have a daily reprieve from all your transgressions by sleeping? What does that tell you? Even you, the Alpha and Omega, stops. (laughs) You go to sleep, you go into deep sleep, there's no sign of you. And don't you wake up and it's like... It's a strange feeling, you know like, there was no guarantee. No one gives you a contract when you go to bed. All right God. Am I gonna wake up Wednesday morning, nine o'clock? Yes, you know. No, but we all go to sleep. Almost almost we look forward to it. Yeah. Because there's relief from what? Us. We get relief from us for a few hours. And it's like a gold mine. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to have a little of that quality when you're seemingly awake here? It's not a quality to get or attain. It's a quality waiting to express. You can understand serenity and know peace. Peace. You have the ability to translate what that is because you are the source of it. You're the source of clarity. You're the source of the peace. You're the source of it all. There's nothing, I mean nothing, that precedes what you are here. It's an invitation, you know, not a draft, not a conscription. There's no signing up for a retreat or an intensive. More is not better. You can just hear the invitation, and hopefully the place that it seems to bring you back to, which you never never left, will become more familiar to you. And it'll have more sway and influence in this event. And you'll travel lighter on a stabilized level. And when you do, you'll realize that's all you ever wanted, actually. You just wanted to feel okay or in your own skin and in circumstances and situations. To be content and satisfied instead of being unsatisfied and then anxious. Yeah? Which is the engine of all the seeking. To me, it became the last answer. Still is. I didn't know that at the time but that's what's happened so far it's not an experience and then you realize what an addicting, oh, what the, how addictive or addicted the mental state is to experiences that's what it wants more than anything it can acquire experiences, it can have experiences the mental state cannot have what you are it can't have it. It's not going to be an experience to it. There's no way. In a sense, it'll be empty of all that. It won't be a sort of exciting thrill ride, and the emphasis will be on you the whole ride. It'll be basically about nothing, really. But if you stick with nothing, it's the gift that constantly keeps on giving. And to me, the nothing turned into everything in my feel. Because no one values it. No one tries to steal it from you. No one even notices it. No one's throwing lotus flower petals in front of you. They're still trying to cut in line at the fucking supermarket. You're not getting a discount at Whole Foods. You don't get four more ounces of the smoothie order. Yes? it's just ordinary dog shit awareness but I wouldn't trade it for fucking anything because it's always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it you are it nothing can hold a candle to that nothing that you can experience can hold a candle to what you are nothing that you get could be more valuable than what you are Nothing you can lose can be more valuable than what you are. So, yep. You feel it, electric here? that's the whole point. That's the impression. See, any time mind receives an impression, it's going to express. This is the dualistic field, yeah? It gets impressed, it expresses. And you'll be the result of it. This action figure will travel lighter based on the expression of what it isn't. The water moving through the hose cleans the hose. doesn't have an intention to do so. It's just its nature. Light moving through this event causes it to travel lighter. That's its nature. You and I could handle anything that happened today. What's difficult is handling all the shit that's made up and what's not happening. Literally. It's just way too much. And it's way too much for you as a body to be the center of the universe. And it's way too much for you as a body to be what's thought about incessantly. It's way too much. It's too much. It's dispersed light is the greatest giver of life in this place, sun. But if that sun was concentrated, it would kill you. That's what the mental state is doing. It's magnifying your dispersed awareness and focusing on an object. ...a mental fucking object... ...and then a physical seeming object... ...representing that mental object. You don't think it's fucking... ...destroying it, mutating it... ...just turning it and twisting it... ...into perverse little fucking conditions? Of course it is. The self-obsession just starts eating itself. It mutates more and more and more ways. Look at what's happening now. It's fucking spawning with technology. We went in to get something... ...to put on this tripod... And there's a whole aisle of selfies. The things, the sticks that you hold to take pictures of yourself. I mean, a whole aisle of it. This is a selfie product. There was no business of selfies only until about 10 years ago. Now they're everywhere. You watch kids, they're in a park, but they're just taking pictures of themselves on a bench for like 20 minutes. (laughs) Fucking sending them somewhere. It's like this, the mental state is spawning more of itself through technology. It's un- fucking believable. Isn't it? Really? I swear, we wouldn't... There's tons of these things. Do you have a long... Do you have a really long arm? You can have it, it's waterproof, so you can be in the water. I'm drowning! <laughs> Get down. <it> on <laughs> I mean... <laughs> How many hits do I have? I'm almost gone. Oh, great. I had 5,000 hits. I think I'll try falling off a cliff next week. I'm falling off a cliff. You know, it's unbelievable. I mean, how can we be. You know, it's going to feel so fucking empty the more full of yourself that it becomes. The more full of self that it becomes, the emptier it is. Like more like an arid emptiness, like an emptiness with no hope. Like an emptiness, like bland, flat emptiness. You become so full of yourself, the emptiness of the non-existent thing becomes apparent. It's like the portrait of Dorian Gray. All the puss and all the things are showing up on the pink picture. This is this is about being freed from the bondage of self. Yeah just like it says there's peace of mind the bondage is of self it's not a bondage to self the bondage is of self it's a view of self that causes bondage to seem to be impossible that's all it is it's a bondage of it's it's an aspect of self is bondage And of course, you want freedom from it. But the fact is, the real solution is prior to bondage. The real solution is you see there is no bondage, there's no one to be bound. It's as clear as freaking day. This bondage can only seem to be so to what so? It has to have your compliance to seem real. It cannot force reality on you, it has to convince reality to take it to be so. With a little bit of information and a whole lot of energy impression, you can now have immunity to it, and then the being will become obvious to you, and then you're living a life without that much thought or effort. Because there's there's how much thought and effort do you need for one day? You don't have enough thought and effort for fucking forever. You can't go and fix all those things that seemingly happened, because they never did. And I can have cancer next week. In what's not happening, anything can happen. Whatever my mind can come up with, my mental condition, it can seem to be so. How are you going to deal with an imaginary problem? How are you going to solve it? What panacea can you place on it? What bomb can you put on an imaginary problem? The only solution is to see it's not so. And what more do you need to do after that? Nothing. Ask yourself, when something's bothering you, is it actually happening? And if it isn't, if you can't get 20 people in the same room to agree that what, what they're not seeing, not they're not hearing, what they're not feeling, what they're not touching, what they're not smelling, is smelling, is happening, they have they want something from you <laughs> to give you that agreement. If someone's bummed out today here, it's not about today, it's probably about last week or next week. Seriously. I've almost never saw someone who's bummed out at the moment they're bummed out. They're bummed out about yesterday or tomorrow. When you're really flipped out, there's no thought. When you're in an accident, there's no thought. It's sometimes the most live you're ever going to be. When your car starts spinning on the fucking wet highway, your time slows down. and there's a lot of space. When I hit my head in the water and went into that, that concussion, it was quite incredibly peaceful. The selfie got sh- shocked into submission. I couldn't There was no brain activity. My brain got shut down. It was glorious in some respects. In a true situation of fight or flight, there's no thought. Many people, the most, let's say you've had 20 fearful, really fearful situations, people are making up the physiological effects of fear by mental anxiety. They're buzzing themselves 50 times a day. Oh, like an earth shattering your vent is going to happen because the water cooler is broken <laughs> like this you know what I mean? it, the mental state is provoking the physiological effects of fear but there's no threat it's all in one's head see it if you see it it can change If you're looking from it, all you can do is hope to change it. If you see it, it can change. If you're looking from it, there'll just be hope that you can change it. It will always be put off in time, and you you will always be seen to be lacking. You didn't do enough, you didn't have enough, you weren't vigilant enough. But if you see it, it can change. If you're looking from it, it won't. It will morph into more of itself. So there is a solution. You're it. Yes, that's it, eh? Any questions? No? Great.